Welcome to another episode of Chris Reed's Book. Welcome to this Reed's week's episode of Chris Reed's book. I am the author you're, that you've been listening to or just tuning into. Chris, hi, that's me. And I will be reading about three chapters from my second book, uh, Martian Reporter Humanity's New Hope. Uh, I'm going to read three chapters because they're fairly short. There's only like uh, six pages, so I'm guessing this will be about an 18-20 minute uh, episode this week. You can check me on that at the end, check the runtime, see what it says, or just, you know, head into your podcast or MP3 application and check the runtime there, I guess. You can do that with digital technology. Wonderful thing, that. By the way, I'll just front load this. Uh, if you enjoy this episode, if you've enjoyed previous episodes, and you would like to catch up on the MP3 recordings of this podcast you can head over to narclaninc.com that's n-a-r-c-l-a-n-i-n-c.com go to the podcast section of the site the chris reads book page and there on the page are all the raw mp3 files of all my previous episodes there for you to download or stream from the website at your convenience if you do the podcast thing or stitcher radio and you would rather listen to me that way just search for chris reads book or search my name chris pullman chris like you would expect pullman p-o-h-l-m-a-n look for me out there on the web at those locations also on that page on the narclan inc page there are links to my author twitter my author facebook and an email link so you can email me directly here at this podcast but enough of that front loading and plugging of my social media and such. Let's get on to the chapters. The first one is Meeting the Management, then From Mars to Earth, and also Building Strength. Short chapters, so I'll read a few of them. We'll start with Meeting the Management. You want another meeting with the speaker? Lewis asked. After how the last one ended? That will be very difficult to arrange, sir. And why would you want another meeting? Because this time I know that the speaker will begin to see things my way, Chaos replied. How do you figure that? Lewis asked disbelievingly. Take care how you talk to me, Chaos said, glowering up at Lewis. You know about the Nanites, yes? He asked, continuing to file his fingernails. Lewis nodded. I've managed to jerry-rig them to make pseudo-nanitics. I have not been able to fully recreate the process I once used to recruit followers and give them enhanced abilities. Unfortunately, Chaos added, he did not mention why he had not been able to do so. It seemed as though that knowledge was being actively blocked. Still, what I've been able to replicate from those within me will make anyone infected by them... Amiable to my message, Chaos finished. In fact, what do you mean, in fact? 
Lewis, my dear man, originally my kind bonded symbiotically with our nanite hives. Those I've managed to replicate now won't bond with their hosts. The men and women injected with them will gain few of the benefits of full nanitics. The nanites will only be able to manipulate them subtly, making them susceptible to the right suggestion. <laughs> Give them some increased speed and strength, maybe. Very basic. How's that? Lewis asked. The reason was plain. He was curious on both an academic as well as a personal level. It will gain us a more stable base from which to operate. Completely loyal followers, even in the highest levels of government, Chaos said in reply. They will be perfect, unquestioning followers. What, what good are drones? Lewis stammered. Drones have their uses, Lewis. They follow orders exactly and feel no fear. They will be the key to my return to glory and rightful place of power, Chaos said triumphantly. Lewis looked on as Chaos gazed at the ceiling, his hands clutched tightly as if watching his imagined future parade pass to his vision. Blood started to drip from his hand. He still held the nail file. Looking at it, he lowered his hands, opening the file hand, palm up. As he lifted it from his hand, the blood seemed to run off the file to want to stay with the hand. Then, slowly, the wound closed, and the blood retreated back into Chaos's hand, leaving no trace of a wound. Now you've seen the power of the nanites, Chaos said to him. We will be strong once again. Yes, sir, Lewis replied, bringing his gaze to Chaos's face. Now, do what you must to arrange that meeting. Tell the speaker and his people what you must. After the meeting, such words will not matter. Lewis left to his work. Those who were yet in charge of his faction of the long plan hoped to be able to saddle chaos for their own ends once he assumed power. After the simple demonstration he had just seen, Lewis doubted they would succeed. And Lewis doubted very much that there was any force in the system powerful enough to stop this plan of chaos's unless unless the crucible lived. Lewis somehow made himself push for another meeting with the speaker. It was no mean task, but had to be done. Second chapter of the uh, episode, From Mars to Earth. Tim reread the report for the third time. Project Lewis had been joined and had arranged another meeting with the speaker of the Martian house. Having found themselves unable to maintain control over the entire Terran Congress, Chaos's rabble progeny had contented themselves with minority power on Earth, no real power on Luna, and majority house control on Mars, which, taken together, still made the Speaker of the Martian House the Speaker for the United Terran House of Commons. Tim had thought at length on how the long plans would resolve themselves. On Earth, it would be a struggle. On Luna, a simple matter. But if history focused on Mars, war would once more engulf humanity. Nearly 500 full years since the War of Insurrection, and humankind could once more face death and destruction on a massive scale. At least, 
Tim thought. There aren't armies just sitting around this time. At least there are no more battle nanics. No more elites. Had there been, such a conflagration would be too horrible to fathom. Now, with interplanetary travel a matter of course, a sufficient force could strike across whole planets. Millions, even billions, could die in a matter of minutes rather than years. And knowing that nanetics could handle far greater G-loads than ordinary humans, the last barrier to FTL travel, inertial strain, would be gone for an elite strike force. Even sensor technology would be unable to compete with an army of warriors capable of traveling between planets in mere minutes. And with Mars being the final financial capital of all humanity, what was happening up there? Who exactly was pulling the strings? And now the final chapter for this episode, Building Strength. Didn't I tell you, Lewis? So much better, Chaos said as he leant back in his chair, swinging his feet up onto the desk. Respectfully, I very much doubt that the speaker would appreciate this, Lewis replied, standing beside the speaker's desk. As you apparently haven't noticed, I no longer care what the speaker thinks, nor will I ever have to again, thankfully, Chaos said with disdain. Sir? Lewis said pensively, I, I didn't mean to question you, but we've only absorbed, Lewis managed, still having trouble with the action connected with the word, a few people that doesn't a broad base make. Quite true, my young friend, but think of whom we've absorbed. The Speaker of the House of Commons, the Majority Chair of the Marsh Martian House, the Majority Chair of the Martian Senate, the Secretary and Undersecretary of the Terran Party. It's not a broad base, but a powerful one. They're strong people. They'll whip all others in line, just as I need, to come back into power. But, sir... Lewis said, thinking of what Chaos had said about the nanites reprogramming them. Will they still... I mean, are they the same? Uh, as they were before, they were... absorbed. Chaos closed his eyes, saying, Of course. Now, however, they have the proper leadership. Mine. And will follow it without question. Offhandedly, Chaos added, as the new leaders of the party, I shall need a ground force for my person. Remind me to mention it to the former party chair. What was her name again? Catalina Borges, Lewis offered. Of course. We'll need to help Caddy see the wisdom in such. They will, though, need inoculations. I'll have to cook up another batch. How soon do you think the speaker can help us appropriate lab space so that we can really put things in motion? Sir? Lewis, the small lab at the cache is fine for now, but once we sweep into power, whole armies will need to be inoculated. We'll need bigger facilities. No better than the government to sponsor such. Respectfully, sir, the... The current government isn't so one-sided. It could take some time to gain the hold you're envisioning. The, the Terran party controls only a five-eighths majority in the commons. 
just three seats over majority in the sen in the Senate. Cass's eyes flashed open. His pupils seemed darker than usual, shaded toward black. We will invite the various minority whips and important politicians to a luncheon. There will be a great feast. Wine. I will convince them that I know best. Inside of a month, Lewis, we will completely control this planet's government. Inside half a year, this whole system will be in my firm grasp. Lewis's eyes widened. You don't believe me, Chaos added. He steepled his fingers before him, saying, It will happen thus, Lewis, because I set things perfectly in motion so long ago, because this long plan of mine cannot fail in such perfection. Eric, at this moment, tries to oppose me. Over the years, he set his own counterplans in motion. Even so, they shall come to nothing. None of the old guard can stop me now. And soon, none of the politicians will have a choice. Just then, the door swung in as the speaker entered. Angrily, he stepped inside the office, slamming the door behind him. What sort of audacity... What sort of chutzpah makes you think you can just make yourself at home in my office, he asked. Fist clenched at his sides. Chaos rose, his pupils still shaded black, and slowly walked around the desk to come face to face with the speaker. Release. The speaker's face flashed confusion and rage. His hands released. Sit, Chaos said smoothly, indicating one of the speaker's audience chairs. As if controlled by a novice puppeteer, the speaker jerkily sidestepped Chaos, plopping down into the chair. Stop breathing. The speaker's eyes grew wide instantly. You have maybe three minutes, so listen carefully. You now serve me. Never doubt that fact. I have left you with more freedom than any other. I need that fiery independence of yours, but I will only tolerate it so far. So don't push it. Chaos sat in the opposite audience chair, the speaker's chest beginning to convulse slightly. See that, Lewis? <laughs> his body's trying to breathe, but his mind has clamped off his throat. Turning his full attention back to the speaker, I am you now. Soon the whole government, then this system, and all of humanity. I'll bring power to the movement, more than you ever could have imagined doing on your own. But again, don't push the bounds of my tolerance. Breathe! The speaker leaned forward over his knees, gasping for breath. You, you son of a... Remember, careful with that line, Chaos admonished the man. Now... Get out of my office! Slowly, the speaker composed himself, staring down and grinning chaos the whole time. As he began to leave, chaos added, And make sure our secretary understands who's in charge of things. Lewis? Follow the speaker out to make sure he delivers the message. Lewis, slightly shaken from the exchange, turned to follow the speaker. As he did, chaos circled back around the desk allowing his finger to trace the edge. He sat in the desk chair and swiveled to face the window. 
You won't succeed, you know, said a familiar voice. Chaos knew whose it was. You can't stop me. I did once. I will again. You had James, Meng, and the rest to help you then. Now you're all alone. Less than you know. Lewis re-entered the room asking, Sir? Is someone else in here? Turning back around, Chaos said, No, my dear Lewis. Just me. Now. We must move quickly to consolidate and build upon our recent gains. Our friends in the labs are replicating more nanites? As per your instructions, sir, yes. Chaos nodded, finger rhythmically tapping the stapler before replying. Even as well motivated as the speaker will be now, we may need to accelerate plans for a security detail. Chaos stopped his tapping, looking up at Lewis. Call up the nearest movie extras agency. Tell them we're looking for men and women physically fit who could play the part of bodyguards. Have them repart to the warehouse. We'll inoculate them there. Chaos rose. I'll need to pre-program a batch of nanites specifically for them. Let's head out, Lewis. As Lewis turned to leave, he caught a wide grin spreading across Chaos's face. I know what you're doing, Eric. He thought. You have no idea, you lunatic. Chaos chuckled a sickening sound. I know enough. <laughs> you won't succeed in stopping me. Your arrogance was always the chink in your armor. And being so single-minded about protecting those poor people has been yours. <laughs> They'll fall to me this time, and your futile attempts shan't stop it from happening. True. My feeble attempts won't. And that concludes the chapters for this week's episode. Thank you again for listening to this episode, for listening to these chapters of my second novel, Martian Reporter, Humanity's New Hope. If you enjoyed these chapters, I would encourage you to go out there, subscribe to my channels, so that you know when my latest uh, episodes, podcast episodes are coming out. Go uh, follow me on Facebook, on Twitter, so that you know when any new books are coming out. And if you really enjoyed listening to this podcast and you want to help support it and any future episodes, then the best way you can do that is by sharing this podcast, this episode or the whole series, with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, someone you think would enjoy listening to this book, and point them over to my website. There, uh, the first chapter, uh, pardon me, not the first chapter, the first book in this series, uh, which I can't remember the title I came up with right now, it, it's available, all the episodes, all the chapters are recorded as podcast episodes, they're out there on the web page to download or to stream and you can also get uh, free ebooks by following the links out there as well I encourage you to do that to pass that along to people as well thank you for tuning in this week I hope I will 
see you again, so to speak, next time. Have a good one.